Leadership is not about taking charge and knowing everything. Leadership is asking the right questions. It's inspirational. It's uh, motivational. It's getting the best out of people. Welcome to Manufacturing Happy Hour, the podcast where we get real about the latest trends and technologies impacting modern manufacturers. Manufacturing Happy Hour. Each week, we interview industry experts that are at the top of their craft and give you the tools, tactics and strategies you need to take your career and your business to the next level. And now your host, Chris Lukey. All right, it's episode 131. This week, we're talking about how manufacturers should leverage economic intelligence. Our guest this week is Alan Bolio. Alan is the president of ITR Economics, the oldest privately held, continuously operating economic research and consulting firm in the U.S. Now, there's a chance you might already know Alan. He's someone I've seen speak multiple times about the economy at different manufacturing leadership conferences, and I can say that no one makes a presentation around economic insights as riveting as Alan does. Maybe you've seen him speak before as well. If not, this episode should give you a little taste as to what that's like. Alan and his team are on a mission to help business leaders reduce their risk and make educated decisions through the economic intelligence they provide. I'll say this conversation is not necessarily specific to 2023, but more of a holistic piece on how business leaders should be paying attention to economic trends and forecasts. Now, there are a couple things you can expect from this episode. We'll talk about mistakes business leaders make when it comes to the economy, listening to the next generation of leaders, as well as some of Alan's lessons learned from spending a career in economics. The other thing I'll say up front is that this is a quick interview. This conversation is actually one of many interviews that were conducted at the 2023 A3 Business Forum. I think most of our regular listeners are familiar with A3, the Association for Advancing Automation, and their business forum is one of the first events in the year where automation leaders gather and prep for the year ahead. You know, I did a series of these interviews with Jake Hall, the manufacturing millennial and a semi-frequent guest host on these podcasts. So while this conversation with Alan is only about 10 minutes, I have a bit more to share after the interview that you'll want to stick around for, specifically some takeaways from our other interviews, as well as some announcements of some big events from Manufacturing Happy Hour that are on the horizon. Speaking of big events, one that I'm going to talk about before we get started on this conversation because it's pertinent to automation and A3 is Automate 2023, the big show taking place in Detroit on May 22nd through 25th. If you are in the automation industry, this is the show to be at this year. You can register by going to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash automate2023. I'm going to talk more about this after the interview wraps up, but hey, you're going to be hearing about this more on the show here in the coming months. Anyway, if you want to access any information we discuss in this episode, you can access those links at manufacturinghappyhour.com slash 131. That'll take you to the show notes page for this episode. In the meantime, I think it's time to dive into our interview. It's time to head back to Orlando, Florida, where we're going to have a conversation about economics. All right, Alan Olio. We uh, we were hoping to do this last year, our first time doing this, but we're glad to have you on here to kick off the A3 business form as you do on stage and here on the podcast now. So I think the first question has to be, 
How do you make talking about the economy so riveting? I've never seen someone do it like you. <laughs> uh, it's actually my background. And uh, I was in business before I uh, joined my brother at ITR. And, and as a guy who owned businesses, it was always, how do you see around the corner? And then how do you apply what you know? Mm -hmm. So I came to this uh, from a business background, and my brother came from a government background. And so my forte has always been applying it, application. And today we call that being a trusted advisor. But back in the day when Byron and I were young uh, and just starting out, it was just how do we help business leaders see around the corner? Simple as that. Well, I've got another question. Really, you, you, you give these talks. You talk about, hey, what to look out for in the coming year, the coming years ahead. I mean, this is certainly never just like a one-year window. You're talking five, ten years. I'm curious, because you're going to share those trends on stage, but what's something that, let's say, business leaders often miss that you think they should be paying attention to, just historically, not necessarily just this year per se, but in all your observations over your decades doing this? There, Well, I'm going to answer it this way and let me know if that's not appropriate. Okay. Uh, business leaders often miss the fact that they uh, are not as much in charge as they think they are. Mm. There are a lot of business leaders who think, I don't need to know because I can just maneuver around the storms and I can just uh, take care of this. And, and it's an old school thing, but it still persists today where it's just, I can do this by gut and I can just do this because I've always done it this way and I'll be fine. And then there's the others. Those The others are the ones who become our clients who go, you know what, I need a map and I need to know the weather before I set sail. I need to make sure that my ship is is going to be able to weather the storm and all the rest of that as opposed to what the heck we'll go out there and see what the, what the weather's like today you know <laughs> two different sailors yeah and uh that's the biggest risk i think business leaders face is that they just cavalier or they believe what they read here as far as what the media puts out because most of it's junk so is it then a sense of humility you need to take then to be like, look, yes, things are going to be tough and there's probably things I'm not just going to be able to power through. I guess what's what's the action people should be taking then? Uh, humility is a good word for it and an, and an understanding that uh, leadership is not about uh, taking charge and knowing everything. I think we all recognize that today. Leadership is not, hey, I got all the answers. Leadership is asking the right questions, it's inspirational, it's uh, motivational, it's getting the best out of people, it's listening to good ideas. And under, and people that report to me, for instance, you know, um, they go to, to tell me something and I'll listen, but then I'll go, you know, I didn't need to know that because that's that's what you do. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but then there are some leaders that want to know everything. Mm. And, and it's those tight-fisted leaders, that, that's not leadership today, that's just a job. And and if you want real leadership, you find somebody who is a listener and somebody who's uh, got those other attributes I was talking about. And integrity is the biggest one that a leader must have. A leader without integrity is just a CEO or just a boss, but not a real leader. So tying in that leadership conversation, what are some things that you think business leaders are missing out on when it comes to either bringing younger generations into the business or the way younger generations and their lifestyle impacts those businesses? I think a lot of businesses are catching on, but a lot are still uh, falling behind in terms of culture. You still run into folks who don't want to listen to the millennials. They just, they're irked by work-life balance and they're irked by the new way of having to 
they'll call it coddle the workforce and and all the rest of that and that's old school also and and it's it's I will tell those folks to their face, uh, usually on stage, so it's not directly one on one. But to those that are listening, I will I will say uh, you're not going to make it through this decade. That's that's just not going to happen anymore because if if you don't understand that millennials are the answer as opposed to the problem, you're not going to make it because my generation's retiring in record numbers, and you're left with millennials. And by golly, those are the smart people in the room, and they're going to do things differently. But so did you. You did things differently than your father and grandfather. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to do things differently again. So either you got to get used to it or you got to retire. So I've got two quick questions to kind of wrap things up, right? You always have such a great, just objective way of talking about this when you're on stage. So I have to ask, does anything about the economy ever surprise you? Or have you just got such a roadmap that you're always like, okay, I, I, I know what's, I know how to handle this. Uh, COVID obviously surprised us. Okay. Uh, so, that, and the response uh, surprised us in terms of uh, the shutdown. It was like, well, that's a bit draconian, mm -hmm. but it was amazing to see how people, business leaders and people overcame. And that was actually inspirational. So that mm. was a surprise too, but that was like, holy cow. Yeah. Look what we just did. This <laughs> is <just> absolutely amazing. <laughs> and the other thing that still surprises us just happened with the Federal Reserve Board, and I'll be talking about it in the room, but the Federal Reserve Board reacted much too late and they acted much too strongly. They're bringing about problems and pain that didn't have to be brought about because, as they typically do, they overreacted. And uh, it always, it should not surprise me at this point, but it still surprises me that they're very intelligent people who can't seem to develop that metric uh, that would allow them to get it just right, to have that ear or the right touch as opposed to the hammer. So the last question I have is a personal question. You've been doing this for decades and you talk about the next generation coming in. You know, what's been one of the most fulfilling parts of your career doing this for as long as you have? I think um, twofold. One is with the clients and, um, I'm going to take that question a little bit and answer it this way. Again. Please do. You did it great the last okay. time, by the way. So I'm, I'm perfectly willing for you to take artistic license on these. Okay, thank <laughs> you. Well, somebody asked me the other day um, over dinner, well, you know, who's the most impressive person uh, you've met in, in your travels? And there have been a lot of them. But I thought about it rather than just spitting out a name. I said, you would never know who it was because uh, their names are not known. Uh, it's those guys or ladies or people that run 20 million 40 million dollar companies you never heard of them but they're there every day they're building something they're making it work they're the heroes of the economy those are the ones that i have pocket memories of those are the ones that i i feel best about helping them go down the road uh, so it's an indirect answer to your question but it's those folks and then it's it's the young ones working for me um uh, when they when they come up and go uh, this is this is such a great place to work, or I've learned so much, or we we make it a goal of ours to impact the world every day, and we do that in businesses, but we also do it through charity, and and that makes me feel really good about life when we can make a difference in the world. Do you, do you see that? Sorry, one more question. Do do you see it? I thought it was great. Do you see how? I think younger generations a lot of times are looking more for an impact and a cultural and a purpose. Do you see how maybe that's shifted over time where now it's not just about the economics of it. It's about how we can make change directly 
as as a group of people and as an industry? Is that one of the reasons why you're seeing that transformation happening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when I'm start talking to businesses about their culture, that's that's one of the things we have to talk about is that group of people want to change the world. What are you doing as a group to enable them to feel fulfilled and do that? Because if you're not, then they're going to go somewhere else. It's as simple as that. And it's a mission. It's just a mission of ours. Brian and I uh, have a clear set of cultural statements and goals, and uh, we built the company around it, and it's working out well. I had a sneaking suspicion our yeah. final question yeah. might end up being like three <laughs> questions long. But uh, <laughs> like one more. <laughs> we, we, we've learned a lot from you over the years, Alan. We appreciate you taking the time hanging out with us this morning. And uh, hey, we look forward to hearing the whole story here on stage in a little bit. Oh, thank you. It's great being here. Thanks for uh, the time. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank, thank you. you. We'll be right back right after a word from our sponsor. Are you looking to make your maintenance department more streamlined, reliable, and profitable? Then check out Traction. Traction integrates condition monitoring IoT sensors and an asset management software to create the most complete maintenance ecosystem on the market. They're on a mission to empower frontline workers, the backbone of our economy, with their combination hardware-software solution. To learn more about Traction, head to Traction.com. If you want to hear more about what this team is all about, check out episode 127 featuring their founder, Igor Marinelli. There you'll hear the full story behind Traction, but more importantly, you'll hear why Igor truly believes that maintenance leaders are the industrial champions that are bringing the future of machine monitoring to life. Go to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash 127 to listen and learn about Traction today. And now, back to today's episode. All right, there you go. Alan Bolio with your economic overview. But hey, Alan was just one of a handful of interviews that we conducted at the A3 Business Forum here in 2023. You know, one of the other ones that I, I want to highlight here at the end is Alex Shikani, the Vice President of Membership and Business Intelligence at A3. You know, we chatted with him and he was sharing that, hey, in 2022, there were a record number of robot sales in North America. Maybe you knew this, maybe you didn't. Depends on what part of the automation world you're in. But there were 44,196 robots sold. That was the first time ever there were over 40,000 sold in North America. A couple other factoids that were impressive from that. For non-automotive applications, they posted their second highest year ever in terms of robotic sales. And then for particular applications, right, like coding and dispensing, those applications grew by 43% in terms of their adoption of robotics. So I, I share these facts because it's clear automation is on the rise. And even though, you know, Alan Bolio had said during his talk that in the automation space and the robotic space, we'll see a decelerating rise of activity, right? So it might slow down a little bit, but it's still going to be going up. You know, the numbers are showing that things are strong. Alex made mention that backlogs are still really, really strong. People are booking projects that are over 12 months out. So, 
You know, one of the things that jumped out from the conversation with Alex, and then I'll start talking about a couple other things, and this this part's really in line with the manufacturing happy hour philosophy. He was saying that manufacturers are looking for simple solutions. You know, how do we integrate vision and robotics, and how do we bring these solutions together? Well, hey, that's why I'm going to talk about Automate 2023 here at the end of this conversation. I mentioned it at the start, but that big monstrous event is taking place May 22nd and 25th in Detroit, Michigan. Not only is it a spot for end users and practitioners to check out this technology firsthand, see how it works, but it's a spot to meet all the people behind the technology. And by the way, it's going to be a ton of fun as well. You know, last year when I was there, I got to see Damon John from Shark Tank giving one of the keynotes. This year, it's going to be Tom Izzo opening keynote there Monday morning on May 22nd. Tom is the longtime coach of Michigan State basketball, legendary coach. So, hey, this is timely that this episode is coming out in the middle of March where we will see if Michigan State is still in the tournament at this point. I know Alex, uh, an alum of that school, is probably hopeful that they are. But uh, but nevertheless, keynotes, technology, great people. You want to get to Automate 2023. And the other thing I'll say is that I'll be there, along with Jake, we'll be co-hosting a ton of interviews for Automate Live. Think an ESPN game day style booth. We did this last year in 2022, and it was a ton of fun. And by the way, if you want to sign up for an interview, you totally can do this. This is the only official channel that A3 is running at the event for interviews. If you want to tell your story in front of an audience that will be watching the stream at the event and on the web and have that content that you can leverage long after the event is done, well, hey, email me at info at manufacturinghappyhour.com with the subject line automate live and let's start the discussion of getting you signed up there is an official link but hey let's start the conversation via email again go email me at info at manufacturinghappyhour.com subject line automate live we can talk about how we can get your story in front of thousands of people that are probably the exact audience that you're looking for if you're in this space One last thing I'll say about Automate before we switch to something else, and that is there will be a manufacturing happy hour after party. I think that's going to be Tuesday night, May 23rd. This is your advanced announcement. Registration for that will be coming soon. Don't worry about that. In the meantime, I would say focus on registering for Automate. You can do that for free. Manufacturinghappyhour.com slash Automate 2023 will take you right there. And again, if you want to be part of an interview very similar to this Manufacturing Happy Hour style interview that you just heard, email me, info at manufacturinghappyhour.com, subject line, automate live, and let's work on getting you and your company signed up for that conversation. Anyway, a couple more announcements before we get rolling because Automate is just one of a ton of events that we've got going on. The other thing I'll say is coming up very, very quickly, if you're in the Cincinnati area, we're doing Manufacturing Happy Hour live in Cincinnati on March 23rd at Rheingeist Brewing. That's hosted by the CBT company, great electrical distributor in that area, I should say industrial automation distributor. Um, Hey, that's coming up really, really quickly upon the release of this episode. So if you want to attend that event, if you're in Cincinnati, I'm going to give you similar instructions to what I was telling you about for those interviews. Email me, info at manufacturinghappyhour.com with the subject line Cincinnati, and let's work on getting you on that list. Again, email me with the subject line Cincinnati. We can work on getting you to that party. 
One final event you can look for me at that I'm going to mention during this one, and that's Reuters Events Supply Chain USA taking place May 17th and 18th in Chicago, Illinois. For those of you on the supply chain side, this is your opportunity to connect with 900 other leaders in this space. That's just another one you might want to pop on your calendar. So Manufacturing Happy Hour is going to be getting around. There are a lot of spots where you can find me in person this spring. But regardless of when you're listening to this, events are really becoming a consistent thing here at the show. So make sure you're connected with us on social media and following to stay up to date on any of the latest events, whether you're listening to this episode in 2023, 2024, 2025, whenever that may be. Okay, that was a lot of announcements. It's been a long, long outro. I kind of warned you about that at the start. But anyway, before we wrap up, I do want to thank our other sponsor, Traction. Traction is an all-in-one industrial workspace designed to make maintenance more streamlined, reliable, and profitable. We just had their founder, Igor, on the show not too long ago. Go back and listen to episode 127 if you want to learn more about them. Or to get taken straight to their website, go to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash traction. That's traction with an A, not an O. It'll take you right there. Anyway, thank you, Traction. Thank you, A3. Thank you for listening to this episode. Stay innovative. Stay thirsty. We'll catch you again here next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing Happy Hour. Powered by the Industrial Network.